Welcome to Creative Concept hosted by Rolake Oshikite. On this podcast, we will be sharing our ideas and opinions on motivational and inspirational topics and psychological issues that affect young adults. This context is to connect my community by bringing us closer and we can also share our different perspectives about life. Hi everyone, how you guys doing? Your girl again is back today. Welcome to my show and i hope you guys have watched my previous episodes well on this topic friendship this is going to be the last series of friendship i hope you guys enjoyed this one and i have a me grace who has been the one lecturing us on the topic friendships she's going to be here today again talking to us about toxic friends and how you can deal with them and why we keep them around Stay tuned and enjoy. So let's welcome Grace. Hi, Grace. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Beautiful. How was your week? Uh, eventful. Um, just been working, so it's been great. How are you doing? How's your week going? Good. in quarantine <laughs> yeah all right beautiful so um last time we spoke we talked about labels right labeling friends yeah um this time we're talking about toxic friendships right yeah. right and so um i guess uh the real question is what makes the friendship toxic right mm-hmm. right because i mean last time we spoke we talked about labeling friends and so if we're gonna label a relationship or a bond that we have with somebody um do we know how to even label it as toxic you know uh, what qualities or traits makes that bond or relationship between two people toxic right and so i mean what is toxicity to you or, or how do people usually label things as being toxic i mean maybe when it's draining yeah. right uh-huh that's a big one when it's affecting their mental health when it's draining i mean there are some obvious answers to toxic relationships right we know that when uh it becomes more stressful than it really ought to be especially between two platonic friends uh when it takes uh away from them financially emotionally you know, when it disturbs the person's ability to progress in life, then we know that, okay, this might just be borderline toxic or this might be bullseye toxic. But um, I guess when we're looking um, at the last time we spoke, we spoke about maximizing our friendships, right? right? Um, if we're maximizing our friendships, but, but, the, but the things that we choose in people to maximize aren't even present, are we are we entering into what could possibly be a toxic relationship right so let's let's put it in actual context right all right so if for instance i'm seeking from somebody happiness somebody that's going to bring about happiness bring happiness and joy into my life um but that person lacks the ability to even identify for themselves what makes them happy would I not be treading on what could possibly end up being a toxic relationship? I'm seeking something from you. 
something that you don't even have within yourself to give. I'm not maximizing the friendship. I, I might be creating something a bit toxic. I'm depending on you for something that you don't even have within yourself. And let's say, for instance, that the person, you know, is a very jolly person just for argument's sake. And they, of course, know what they know what makes them happy. They're generally a very happy person. And so I'm 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 reaping that from them. I get, you know, every time we're together it's jolly, jolly it's great. Everything is bubbly, bubbly. And I'm reaping joy. I'm reaping happiness from you. Uh, I'm, I'm gaining. But what about that other person's source of happiness? Am I not just reaping and reaping from you? I'm sucking the life out of you and nothing is being put back into you? Like who is that person then connected to to also supply them with happiness and joy, right? Right. right? And so it becomes a relationship where it's only take, never any give. And if it's only take and never any give, isn't that toxic? Yeah. Because who's benefiting? Mm. Only me. I'm the only one that's benefiting from this. So that doesn't make it a healthy relationship. And if it's not a healthy relationship, it's a toxic relationship, right? If there isn't any balance, then we're bound and prone to just a whole lot of toxicity in our life. So basically, every relationship is give and take. Every relationship ought to be a balance of give and take. I mean, where, who, who, you classify someone as your best friend because there's a give and take, isn't there? You give and you take. She also gives and she also takes from you. There's an equal balance. And because of that balance, there's an appreciation. And because of that appreciation, there's there's a there's a level or there's a, an ability for you to love that person and for that person to also love you out of the appreciation you have for one another because of that give and take. Right? Yeah. All right. What's some other things that we can talk about with toxic relationships? Ooh, we didn't talk about boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. I think that one thing that helps with boundaries is self-awareness. Because we often don't know that we have a boundary until it's been made clear through our experiences. It's, a, it's not until somebody crosses a line with you like, ooh, that's a line that can be crossed with me. But if we're self-aware in ourselves to know that, okay, that this is a line that can be crossed with me, we can prepare the person uh, in advance that this is a line that, that I'd like to draw. Um, for instance, um, my, new, my new high schoolers who uh, just graduated high school and they're going off to college, they're going to experience that they have boundaries that can possibly be crossed. If you're uh, dorming with somebody and you're sharing a space, right? The two of you are sharing a space and you guys, you go to class, you come back and you're in that space. And the person tells you, oh, hey, you know, my name is Ho and my name is Z or whatever. And you guys are. We'll be right back. We're going to take a one minute break. Okay. Hey, guys, we're back. Okay, there are lines that can be crossed with me. Um, and so when we are self-aware enough to identify those, the things that make us uncomfortable, we can prevent people from crossing those lines with us and keep healthy relationships rather than creating possible toxic relationships. Yeah. Sounds great. Sounds great. Right? 
Ooh, another great thing to um to think about when we're talking about toxic relationships is um self-worth, value, self-love, all of those things that uh don't innately uh begin within. Those are some of the things that we kind of cultivate over time. We develop a love and appreciation for ourselves. We establish value to ourselves and it's over time. You know, I mean even and, and that's why uh mothers and fathers, you know, uh, parents they do this uh, thing, what's it called again? They instill in their children some attributes and traits that they want them to recite over and over again. Right. <laughs> At least in this modern day, um, <laughs> they, <laughs> you're bad. Like, your, your parents like tell you that, oh, you're this, right? And you should say that, right? Like every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah they call it affirmations. Yeah, there we affirmations. go, affirmations. Like sometimes, like, I remember then, right? I used to look down on myself a lot, right? Mm -hmm. My mom would tell me, like, oh, always tell yourself every time that you're beautiful or wonderful. Fearfully made. By God. Exactly. And that is actually scriptural mm -hmm. rather than some kind of generic affirmation. Right. And so, can you imagine that when we are using scriptures as our words of affirmation, uh, the more, uh, not just morally sound, but spiritually sound right. that it is for us, and the more spiritually filling it can be for us. Um, and so it's it's in doing those affirmations that we establish value and self-worth and self-love for ourselves. And we know the standard that we also ought to hold to others to treat us. Don't come and treat me like trash. Right. Because I already know I'm not trash. Mm -hmm. Come correct. And so that's how we can also establish healthy relationships rather than toxic relationships. I think the, the last thing that I want us to talk about is um, how to get out of a toxic relationship. We talked about prevention, but now we need to talk about like saving ourselves from toxic relationships. We need to talk about like abuse because a toxic relationship it really boils down to emotional abuse. And so, so like say. and being alone I personally don't think it's possible one where people who are who thrive on relationships we thrive when we maximize the relationships we have with other people and we thrive best when we live interdependently not necessarily dependently or codependently because that's just leaning on somebody to provide that that's not what's going to, to to help us in the end and we don't live independently because we also need people to promote us to positions that we want to be in so we live interdependently and that goes by it boils down to our give and take we live where we can lean and also stand on our own to provide so we we have to have um, social systems around us we we can't just uh, live by ourselves it's like uh, somebody who's growing in a world and doesn't want to talk to a homeowner or doesn't want to talk to a real estate agent and they just want to buy a home how do you buy a home without talking to a real estate agent how do you buy a home without talking to the person that owns it you need the person to have a conversation with you yeah but well, you know what but like sometimes like i feel like sometimes you also like get kind of like you want to be friends like 
but still trying to do the like lanes to be by yourself. Like, so okay. Like, Those are people who who have abused being dependent. Those are people that you know all they've done for a majority of their life is to depend and lean on somebody. They haven't established what it feels like to somewhat be emotionally independent. I don't have to derive happiness from from somebody else in order to be happy. These are people who haven't been able to establish the self-love, the value, uh, the self-worth within themselves. So they seek it from other things. They seek it from their relationships with people. They seek it from friendships. They seek it from like going out at 2 a.m. in the morning, like, oh, I'm living a life. You know, <laughs> like, I feel like, for me, that it's like that for me to be far right, but then I learned the odd way to like, I learned that oh, sometimes it's good to actually be by yourself, like, yeah, you need people. And right now, like, sometimes I just feel like I don't even need anybody, I don't need something, but I just want to be by myself. Everything in moderation, mm-hmm. that's what I'll say. Everything in moderation It's great to be alone sometimes, mm-hmm. clear your mind, clear your thoughts. And to also ensure that the things that you think aren't the ideals or ideas of somebody else, they're actually your your own thoughts. So that's what solitary time can do for you. But you should also appreciate time with others as well. So all things in moderation. You know, the, all things in moderation. Time with people, time alone, in moderation. Oh, what was the next thing, right? How do we get out of toxic relationships? You know that cycle of abuse is something. It's it's, it's a deep something. You know we uh, in this in this uh, society we often hear about women going back to their abusers um, uh, because uh, they either weren't financially set or emotionally set to be without the person. Um, but I think that it really goes and boils down to self worth, self love. The value that we place on ourselves and to ask ourselves the deep question of how much longer am I going to do this before I realize that I deserve better am I gonna wait until it's damaging to my future or am I going to realize it today and make changes today irrespective of how these changes make the other person feel or how these changes also make me feel because I feel like I'm really dependent on this person. But if I value and have established self-worth and self-love upon myself, then I should be able to, to realize in myself that I can do without this person because they are not adding value, because they are making life quite difficult. So I think the question that we ask ourselves when we're trying to leave an abusive relationship or a toxic relationship is like, establish the value, establish the self-worth, establish the self-love, and then ask yourself the big question, can I do it now? What's it going to take to do it now? And I know it's, it's easier said than done, but like cutting people off is a beautiful thing. And I know it's easier said than done. You know, when especially when you've established love for a certain person, it's harder. But when you align the pros and the cons, 
the the positives and the negatives and you see that there's more negativity to keeping this relationship than there is anything positive coming from it you ought to do something about it like literally do something about it and so i think the work really is is how can we put um, our feet to our lips you know how can we how can we stop being talkers let's not talk about it but actually do it That's the work. Gotta put our foot where our mouth is. Not physically, but emotionally and psychologically. All right. Um, the last thing we should talk about with toxic relationships is um, guarding your heart. So Proverbs 4.23, it says, uh, Above all else, guard your heart. From out of it flows everything that you will do in life. Um, I think that from that passage... It really is telling us that be careful who you give your heart to, who you give your love to, who you decide and you pick to, to trust, to hold this thing that's so precious to you, right? Because if we're putting our love and our heart in the hands of somebody who's going to crush it, we end up hurting ourselves. Or we give it to somebody who doesn't already add value to our life, we end up hurting ourselves. So above all else, guard your heart. Um, it keeps you out of abusive relationships when you guard your heart. You know, you know that, okay, uh, my heart is very precious to me. I'm worth X, Y, and Z. Um, I have a lot of love for myself, so I'm not just going to give this heart of mine so flippantly. I'm not just going to toss it to the side to any, to any uh, Ricky who decides he wants to wink at me twice while he's driving down the block. I'm not going to do that. I know that I'm worth something, so this heart of mine has to be given to somebody who I deem to be worth it, who shows me, physically speaking, that he's worth holding my heart, who speaks my love language. Um, and I don't think that we should feel pressured by any means to also establish trust with people or pressured to love people. I think that trust is earned, so peer pressure has to be out the door. You know, we can't feel that because somebody is persistent in my life that they're deserving. Somebody can be persistent in trying to destroy your life. <laughs> that doesn't make them deserving of anything. That just means they're persistent. The devil is persistent <laughs> and he's awful. God too is also persistent and he's awesome. He's constant, he's persistent, and he means well. There are people in your life who may be persistent, but that doesn't mean that they're deserving. So guard your heart above all else uh, for out of it flows the things that you will do the people that you will trust uh, the, the experiences that you'll have depending on those you've decided to trust with your heart with your love social nakedness which I, I, I really value uh, social nudity mm -hmm. and I don't mean physically speaking <laughs> I mean emotionally speaking right. and so it's great when you're sharing with somebody 
um, the truth when you're sharing okay this and this is how I perceived um, the the incident that happened between us to have happened this is how I took it we have to also establish the fact that people perceive things differently so you have to establish from your point of view this is how I perceived it how did you perceive it this is how they perceived it okay I see where we miscommunicated um, I see where we kind of got things wrong between ourselves and we should talk about what we would appreciate next time this kind of thing happens again. Now, in a situation where the person is unable to understand your point of view and believes that this is what took place and you should no longer be offended because this is how they perceived it themselves and your perception of the incident is invalid, somebody who can't hear your side of the story is somebody that you can't reason with. And so do you keep on arguing, hoping to convince them of your side of the story? Or do you leave them to their reprobate mind and, you know, let them, be, yeah, you let, you don't have to, look, listen, one thing that, that I, that I have a motto, I can't come and kill myself, kind of motto, especially for people who add no value to my life, I can't come and kill myself, so, if explaining and sharing your point of view becomes stressful, and I'm not talking about it was stressful for one day. Come on, give people some room. Give allowance for room for people to make error. But if it's stressful for a long period of time, you know that you have to draw the line in the sand and make boundaries for this person. They don't have to have access to you if they're not adding, yeah, if they're not adding value. If they're not trying to see your point of view, what then becomes the point? But to people who are open-minded, to hearing my side, your side, and establishing some kind of compromise, those are people that you can keep around because they value your point of view. People that don't value your point of view, well, what purpose do you have for me? Right. So to the toxic friends that offended me and aren't willing to compromise with me or to ensure that we are never offending one another to those people that that could care less about hearing me then I guess that the friendship wasn't really meant to be now that doesn't mean that you can't be um, respectful when you see the person that doesn't mean that you still can't show love in some small fashion you say hi how are you you respect the person for being an individual and given how bleak this life is you show love when you can but as far as drawing them into your inner circle you don't gotta do that you guys but I did learn a lot and I want to really appreciate Grace for actually coming to lectures no. <laughs> I, I hope I didn't lecture I'm just sharing the truth you know yeah. we should value ourselves no. um, as individuals and honestly see people for how they present themselves to be share the truth when you can Love people to the extent that they let you. 
and and live your life as best as you you can as happily as you can thank you so much grace